You are about to listen to a message preached at Jubilee Christian Center, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Word, Purpose, Worship, Family, and Community. These are the things that we are about at Jubilee Christian Center. Do check us out at experiencejubilee.org. Thank you and God bless you. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Can we please say good morning to someone just with your eyes? Give them a wink. We'll go straight into the word of God this morning. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 6. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of God. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of God. Shall we pray? Father Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for bringing us all together. Even in the next couple of minutes, as we listen to a word from your throne of grace, we ask that um, it will bring changes to our lives in Jesus' name. It will elevate us in the spirit in Jesus' name. It will redirect us towards our purpose and destiny in this world in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So, um... We're looking at ways and acts of God. Ways and acts of God. And that's Psalm 103 that we read in verse 7. It said that God showed his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. His ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. Now, when we talk of... um, the acts of God. We all know what the acts of God. Yeah? What is shown to the children of Israel, the children of Israel saw the Red Sea parting. They saw that when they were hungry, they got food. They saw that when they were thirsty, water could come out of where there seemed to be no water. They saw the acts of God. They didn't know how it came about. Frankly, they didn't care how it came about. Why? Because when they are hungry, it was so much easier to just do what? They go and meet Moses. When they had problems, they meet Moses because the act is what we're interested in. The way you do it is your own issue. Now we can laugh at them as I heard someone laughing over there. But we human beings, we're all the same. Till today, we're still the same. We are still, we still want the acts 
of God. And we do anything to try and replicate those acts without necessarily knowing the way it came about. So, for example, as we come back to contemporary times, someone reads in the Bible, as a man did, this story of Moses. He read in the Bible, Moses parted the Red Sea. So, he took his staff, went to the old Babbage, and was striking the water. He wanted to part the Atlantic Ocean. It's funny. Another one read the story of Daniel and the lion. And the fellow went to the zoo in Ibadan. He jumped inside where the lone lion they had in the zoo, just one last lion. He jumped inside. And if eyewitnesses said that the lion didn't do anything with it, the lion must have thought that it too was dreaming. Nothing. The lion was looking at it. He jumped inside. Nothing for minutes. And then he started taunting the lion that he serves the God of Daniel that closes lion's mouth. The rest is history. We still look for those acts. We laugh at them. I will bring it down. I myself have given examples I gave this morning. That's in my own time, I've done funny things trying to replicate the acts of God. One that comes to my mind was that one time as I read through the Bible, I read about the anointing oil and what the anointing oil can do. So, and you know, it can heal miracles. So I decided to follow that path. So I got this bottle of anointing oil. Original anointing oil. Olives from the Holy Land. It was made in Jerusalem. I got the anointing oil. Brought it here. The pastor here prayed for it. Pastor Kenny prayed over it. Blessed it. I used to go to Winner's Chapel for their minister's conference then. I took it there. Bishop Oedipo blessed it. Two levels of anointing, have you? Then afterwards, I took it to camp. Then Geo blessed it. Three levels of anointing. I carried that bottle around. I used to call it triple anointing. Everywhere I went, anything, any problem you have, you want me to pray, just put it. Because I wanted the acts of God. Anything. One time I was coughing, I took one teaspoon instead of taking bedeli. One time my car, I heard funny noises in the car. Instead of taking it to the mechanic, I opened the bonnet, opened where the oil is in. The car didn't knock, but later on I found out that there was no oil in the engine. That was it. Now, all these things we laugh, but it's because we are after the acts of God. And we're no different from the children of Israel. But what about the ways? How do we get the ways of God? 
The ways are the means by which those acts come about. The process becomes about. And that is what we should be looking at. Now, when the Bible says, as we read, when the Bible says God made known his ways to Moses and acts to the children of God, it makes it look as if God separated Moses and said, no, I will do this for you. No, we are going to see in a few moments that it wasn't that God separated Moses. It was because Moses wanted it that way. So what are these, or what, these ways of God? How do we get it? Before we, we, we get to that, let's look at what the ways of God is not. Because we always mistake, we always jumble everything together. In Romans um, 11, verse 33, Romans 11:33, it says, All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. The long and short of that. Look at that verse 33 again. It says, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding now. The ways of God, there's no code for God. There's no code for God. What we always want as human beings is that we want simple code. Do put this one in, get this one out. Say this one to God. Do this and get this out. Some of us, we want a code that we can feed into God. So that's why when we read the Bible, we're always looking for simple codes. So you hear something like, prayer is the key. It sounds right, but it's not entirely right because prayer is not the key. Prayer is a key. Is not the only key. Is one of the keys. If prayer was the only key, First Peter three talks about our prayers being hindered. It wouldn't be able to be hindered if it was the only key. If it was the so-called master key. But we want simple code. It doesn't work like that with the ways of God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. And with all your gettings, get understanding. So, we say wisdom is the key. No. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. It's not the only thing. If wisdom was the only thing, the wisest in the world, that's what um, Ecclesiastes 9, 11 it says, um, the race is not to the swift, battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise. The wisest in the world should be the richest. But it doesn't work like that. If wisdom was the only thing, when you look at the Forbes list of richest people in the world, number one should be professors of business. But they are not there now. 
I don't know how many MBA professors are in, uh, uh, in, in the biggest or run the biggest companies in the world. Yet they are professors of business. Yeah. But that's what the Bible says. It's like bread, not bread to the wise. Because the person who wrote Ecclesiastes, he just, it was an observation that I've gone through this life oh, and I've seen that the wisest people are not the richest. So it can't be wisdom. So there's no simple key, there's no simple code with God. Yet that is what we are always trying to put in. Take the issue of healings. Look at the way Jesus healed. Some people he laid hands upon them. Another is spat on the floor, made into mud and put on the eyes. Another he didn't even bother to go. He said, you are healed. There's no code. God is multi-coded. There's no simple way out. And the illustration I use is that we try to think of God as, oh, if I can get a key to open the door that I'll get in. But the illustration I, I use is that if you look at most of us here, as I found out, I use my mother's house as an example. I always laugh at her. In our house, you know, the main door, there's a lock on the main door. Then there might be a jam lock on top. Hmm? Two. Then there will be both up, both down. Then they shake it well. Oh yes, net. I forgot net. Then what is after that? Burglary. <laughs> Burglary that you will put. Then you have one padlock. Then you have one padlock. Then you have one padlock. Now when, look at that kind of door now. Then someone gives you a key. And say that's the key of the door. Where do you start? It's the same thing with God. Yes, no. All of us, we have our different doors. And no one key is the answer. It's the one that knows that will be able to tell you, look, take this two, three, and put it, or take this four, or this. You know, God cannot be coded. He is multi-coded. Praise the Lord. In that same Romans 11.33, again, it says that his judgments are unsearchable. God's ways can be very unusual. They can be very unusual. They can be, we try to reason things out and the way God does his own does not sometimes, it doesn't follow reason. It is sometimes illogical. And we see it in the Bible. Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9. God himself said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts, 
Say, so we, we think differently. And you want to know his ways that he says are higher. He cannot follow exactly the same logic that we think we do or we, we have. Many times God's ways are illogical. So, examples in the Bible, for example, um, God has a prophet, Elijah. God endured him. He was anointed. He did miracles. He did great things. And at the end of it, God was happy with him. And God said, look, it's time to come home. And what did God do? God sent him a chariot of fire to carry him home because he didn't die. And then God appointed the next person, Elisha, who did, who had twice the anointing of Elijah, who did twice as many recorded miracles as Elijah, Elijah is boss, who did in our own views, greater quality of miracles than his boss. That means Elisha was at a higher level. When it was time for Elisha to die or to go, one would have thought that if God sent one chariot for his boss, that at the very least they would say two, if not a convoy. No. When Elisha was to go, the Bible says he was sick. Not small sickness. He was sick for like six months. He was bedridden. A old double anointed prophet. He was bedridden. Even on his bed, he was still doing miracles, but he was bedridden. It doesn't follow logic. And he was so strong, even after he died, he was still doing miracles. His body was still doing miracles. But that is how he logically said, the ways of God can be unusual. So, that happens to a prophet that he knows. You hear funny things some, um, some years ago, there was a great servant of God that she, she, she passed away in that, uh, um, air crash. And everyone, some people went, ah, how can this person die this way? How can this way? As if there's a good way to die. Or... You know, it's our own culture. You say you don't want to die one kind of death when everything is translation. So the one, you don't say no. What, as a child of God, you, the right death is that what, you, you sleep. Then you just wake up. So the ones that died in um, car crash or air crash, they were not anointed enough. No. It's the unusual ways of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So if these are not God's ways, if we cannot hold God this way, does that mean we can never know the ways of God? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that he made it known to Moses. But was Moses special? What my Bible tells me is that all the prophets, it talks about Elijah in particular, 
in, in James. But he says that all the prophets were of like passions as you and I. They were like us. The good thing about the Bible is that he doesn't write only the good things about these people. He tells you some of their bad traits. They were like us. And Moses was always angry. Jacob was not very straight. He was more on the 419 side. That's the truth. We can laugh. But, and God still used all these people. So, you and I can know the ways of God. It doesn't mean it's only for Moses. And how is that way? How do we get to that point? James chapter 4, verse 8. James chapter 4 from verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. This thing is not difficult. Moses spent time with God. He drew near to God and God revealed himself to him. It can happen to any one of us. God is not a respecter of persons. You draw near to him, he will draw near to you and show you what is for you. I make the, I, I use the example, I said, look, I've noticed I, I, I have a way with children. And many times when I'm in junior church, they always tell me, ah, what do you use for these children? What's, what's, um, anointing? Well, let me reveal my secret now. I found out the power of biscuit. Yes, biscuit. Why? Because you see, these children, they're like this, they're looking at all of you up there, everyone going their way. No one gives them anything. Then one person comes, bends down to their level, and then offers them biscuit. They will look at the face, ah, this person that is giving me the, it can't be so bad. So that's why when that person says, ah, let me carry you, they go. But you, you grab the child, come, let me carry you. You, you want to force the child. And they look at that, who is this? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Second Chronicles chapter 15, just to prove the point that he is not a respecter of persons. Now the spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. That means God is constant. It is you. Either you move towards him or you move away from him. It's up to you. In this particular case, it was, um, that was the king. 
And the guy drew near to God during his time. He changed a lot of things in Israel. He drew near to God and he had a great um, period of rain. And the whole of Israel turned back, um, the, the, uh, Judah turned back to the Lord. God does not, is not a respecter of persons. Brethren, what I'm saying this morning is simple. It is simple. You know, one thing I've learned in this my little life is that this Christianity thing is not as difficult as we've made it out to be. Is not. Is not. When there's too much complexity, complication, it is man entering it. It's not God. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. But I fear less somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. So your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. It is a simple thing. Anytime we see any, when we start getting confused, is not of God. Is not. Let me round up and say that we have to be careful of those who are always perpetually sharing a new code to reach God. There is always a new code. There is a way you must do it. There is a way you must pray. There is a way you must. There must be this. There must be that. There is no code. The only code that you need is the one God has given you. Which will open your own locked door. No one else. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to pray this morning and pray for ourselves and ask that the Lord grants you your own, grants you insight into the keys of your own locked doors. The Lord grants you insight into the keys for your own locked doors, whatever it might be. If you are here this morning, you are not saved, you are not born again, you want to rededicate yourself or give your life wherever you are, it's between you and God. We just take records. Wherever you are, please just raise up your hands. The ushers will give you a card, then you can put it back down. Wherever you are. Lord, grant me insight into my own Lord God. There's someone here this morning that the Lord wants to speak to. And that particular person, well, you know yourself, is a case of the door has been locked for so long. You've tried almost every key possible. 
And um, the Lord said he will speak to you. Ecclesiastes 9, 1-12. We're not reading it. The Lord said he will speak to you through the scriptures. If you are that person, when you get back, just read Ecclesiastes 9, 1-12. And Deuteronomy 29:29. And he will speak to you. Father Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word in season and word of direction. We pray, Lord Almighty, that these words will not be used against us in judgment in the last days. That indeed they will accomplish much for us. In Jesus' name we pray. 